Hi, James here. Before we jump into this week's episode, there's a whole bonus episode, and it's our very, very first mailbag episode. So if you want to find out what the first conspiracy that one of you has emailed in to get us to dig into, join the Tier 4 Platinum Circle. It's newconspiracist.com, and we could not make the show without the support of those subscribers. So, on with the episode. Hello and welcome to The New Conspiracist, the show with more red flags than my ex's Tinder profile. I'm Julian Rubinstein, joke teller, trailblazer and humble cult leader trailing in my wake. But keeping our loyal acolytes in check is the double-brained James Ball. Hello, Jamesy. Hello, Joel. So, who's going to join us as our guest this week? Well, this week we're joined by stand-up comedian and podcaster Ola Labib. She's been described by one critic as playful but truculent, but I like to look at her more as UKIP's nightmare. A hijab-wearing, Sudanese, black female comic laying waste to all those racist stereotypes. Very exciting. This is The New Conspiracist, the podcast that dives into the silly and serious world of conspiracy theories. So, Joel... Which conspiracy are we discussing this week? (laughs) Aliens, aliens, aliens. I'm going to have so much fun ruining this for (laughs) you. And specifically, did the aliens build the pyramids? Hola. We're finally meeting in real life. I know, it's heartbreaking that uh, we were up, like apart for so long. Isn't that mad, mad though? Because you were just saying, like, because we met, I think, kind of through Kay Curd and Dame Baptiste, right? Dame Baptiste, yeah. Yeah, and then we did those Instagram lives yes. after the lynching of George Floyd. Yes. And then you have just blown up. Blown up, you're in everywhere. A I was going to say, great thing way. to say to a Muslim woman <laughs> guest, Joel. You know, wonderful stuff. I mean, she's not... Well, I mean, I think it's quite obvious. I can confirm she is alive. She's in one piece. For those watching on audio as well, he did helpfully do massive blown well, up yeah, gestures yeah, as well. You know, I actually really, think, you know, I think you just work. racially profiled my comment and I can't believe it. But, you know, listen, what I love is so much is, you know, to see a Sudanese black Muslim comic on stage, it drives the racist crazy. Oh, it drives I love the, the racist. racist crazy, and I love that. Well, listen, welcome to the new conspiracist. I think it's important for people to understand a bit of your journey because you weren't always a stand-up comic, right? No, um, I was a clinical pharmacist, or still technically, am a clinical pharmacist for the NHS, which makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, clinical pharmacist, stand-up. I, I know. Mean, that far- pharmacy to stand-up pipeline, you know. Yeah. It's, <laughs> other professions aren't even getting a look in anymore. Exactly. It's, you know. it's weird, isn't it, how many pharmacists from the NHS just get up and suddenly are on stage? It's, it's all the drugs we're surrounded by. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Have you had some mad experiences then on the circuit? Like, what's been the maddest experience so far? Or, like, the best heckle? Uh, my heckles have been insane. Um, the one I was telling you about where I The get, one back in the day? Back in the day, I ha- you be mind blown at how many people ask me to take my hijab off on stage. You'll be actually mind oh, blown. How fucking original. Wow. Yeah, I know. That Never is had that just before. unreal, yeah. isn't it? So many times I get that and I get so many gammons like accusing me of racism. Do you know the other day, so I used the word Karen and they were like, you're racist for using the word Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you drive them so nuts, though, because you're literally the antithesis of everything they can deal with. I am literally every single diverse... I'm I'm literally a UKIP's tick list. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's true. And also, what is so great about it is that they've just got, they've, they've literally got nothing on you because you literally get up there, you rinse them. It's pretty awesome, man. It is. And do you know what? The thing is, like, if anybody says anything, I'm like, bro, I worked frontline. Like, are you actually going to say anything to me? Yeah. Are you really going to say anything to me? So um, You hate this country so much that you treated the sick. I know. I hated you. So <laughs> I helped you. <laughs> well, listen, uh, we've got a crack I, I in. I can see some EastEnders in your future with that. Though. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You can see that. <laughs> so, Ola, before we actually crack in to today's topic, like, what was your, your entry-level conspiracy? Like, what got you into conspiracies? My old landlord was a paranoid schizophrenic who was obsessed with David Icke. And oh, I was wow. Intru- yeah, so I was introduced to David Icke. I've never heard of this guy in my life. And um, he gave me his book for my 24th birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was reading this. Yeah, I know. But it really opened up my eyes to stuff. And the more I read, the more I was like, shit, this is believable. (laughs) (laughs) So listen, James, remind us of today's topic. Did the aliens build the pyramids? So, you know, this one's a fairly straightforward conspiracy theory. Um, Basically, there's this absolute wonder of the ancient world, something that is a tourist draw, this day that we still learn more about. And so, you know, a certain type of person would much rather believe that that was built by aliens than by people living in North Africa, because that's apparently more believable to them. Uh, So, yeah, we're looking at, uh, did aliens build the pyramids? So you telling me that this is like the Stargate vibe, yeah? Because listen, anyone who actually knows me personally knows that actually I'm a massive geek. Anything with Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Trek, Stargate. I mean, I'm a big Marvel fan. And are you telling me that all of those alien creatures just don't exist? Is that where you're going with this? I'm telling you they didn't build the pyramids. Unbelievable. Well, I think that's, frankly, a lack of imagination on your part. So, Ola, you're Sudanese. What's the chat over there about this? Okay, so um, a lot of people don't know this, but fun fact, uh, there's pyramids in Sudan. And uh, we definitely built that shit. But the Egyptian pyramids... (laughs) Because they predate them, right? Yes. So the Sudanese pyramids uh, were built a few hundred years after the Egyptian pyramids. Mm. And they're smaller, but there's double the number of them. Yeah, there's a lot, isn't there? Yeah. And um, I don't know if this is being subjective, but um, I believe that it was actually the people we are today, because the Egyptians that are around today were not the same Egyptians that were there in the ancient Mm. times. We were very similar people. Like back in the days, it was called Kemet, the land of the black. And that was the Kushite empire. So basically, we went to Egypt in 2007. They tried to charge us for getting in. And my dad was like, I'm not paying a fucking penny towards that because my ancestors are the ones that built the pyramids. I love that. And we got let in for free. Just so. a little humble brag there. A little bit. But so, these are, these so, are the- one of the sort of weird bits with pyramids, like most of the conspiracies sort of centre around the sort of three super famous sort of Egyptian ones that I'm going to totally mangle the pronunciation <laughs> of, but the Pyramid of Menkara, the Pyramid of Khafre, and the Pyramid of Khufru. And one of the reasons that it's these ones and not the others is people kind of go, oh, yeah, those ones that came along later, they were built by just by people, but, we, you know, without help. But they're not as good. And so they've decided that these three are the good ones and therefore the ones that must be, like, alien-made. And do you know who the first person, like, do you know why this went viral? Do you know who made that statement? Go for it. Who was it? 
Elon Musk. Was it actually? It was. This was another Elon Musker. So, oh, what a legend. What e- a ledge. Elon Musk, world's richest man, unless Tesla's value has tanked again. I didn't check today. <laughs> um, no, he tweeted, aliens built the pyramid of... Which, given he is a man who actually wants to send people into space on big things full of explosive liquids, I don't find super reassuring. Like, you know... If you're going to be an unstable genius, own a social network, not things with stuff that explodes in. And you know what? People praise Elon Musk for doing that. Now, if he was Muslim, would you have got the same praise? <laughs> uh, somehow, I think not. <laughs> somehow, I think mm, maybe not. But listen, James, I don't know where you're getting your like supposed facts from, all right? But I'm a modern man. I look at TikTok, all right? That's where I get my reliable information. Aren't you at least 20 years too old for TikTok? I, listen, <laughs> just like that meme says, okay, I'm a responsible adult. I wait two weeks. I watch them on the Instagram reels. That's how I watch my TikTok, all right? Like an adult, <laughs> all right? Not like someone who's actually flicking through TikTok and knows how the hell it actually works. i got no idea. But James, you're not having real vision here because... Listen, I've seen on TikTok, which means it must be true, that these pyramids were actually on the exact centre of the Earth, one, fact, and two, that the coordinates are the exact same numerical sequence as the speed of light. Has that convinced you, Ola? Well... I got an A star when I was in year 10 for my maths GCSE. So, <laughs> And they're my people. So by the time they're, what, in their late 20s, I can definitely agree that they would probably be able to do that. Can so, I just say, so that I, is I, the I, biggest I, I, humble brag about an A star <laughs> in an I exam know, that I've I actually know. ever heard. It's just in case my dad listens to this podcast. <laughs> I'm still proud of my academic record, even though I'm in comedy. Now, now you might have been pre-GCSE, Jolly. So yeah, 10 is also a year early. Right, so, right. You know, I didn't know that. But, you know, to walk through the slower at maths people at uh, at the record here, I'm afraid, Jolly, the earth is pretty much a sphere. What? Yeah? Um, You're telling me it's not flat. We we may have to tackle that in a future episode. (laughs) Still haven't done a flat earth. Lovely trailer. So, um, but the earth is a sphere. Now, what point on the surface of a sphere is the centre of it? Listen, I... I, It's all of them. This is heresy. There is no such thing as the centre of a... What people do in TikTok videos is put any site on the world and then put some circles around yeah, it. Yeah. Because it turns out if you set up in any direction, you get a lovely circle. And if you do three of them, it's in the middle of the circles. And you know really if, you, if you just put a graph on a TikTok, I'm convinced. So just put a bit of graphics <laughs> behind it, I'm into it. Honestly, a good graphic, to be fair, that would like 90% work on me. But the other one is, okay, the speed of light thing. I mean, because that is awesome. That's pretty awesome. It's a longitude. Right. And when you go down to that many longitudes, there are 20,000 longitudes that span that pyramid. Right. One of those happens to line up with the speed of light. So you say, James. It's not even a, a coordinate. It's one longitude. Anything on that line all the way around the planet would match the speed of light. Like one longitude is going to match it. If they were aiming to do something super significant and clever, you might assume that it would be the one going over the top of the pyramid. It is not. So either it's this wonderful, amazing, precise thing and then they missed, or, you know, sometimes numbers are the same. But they do say, don't they, that the astrological configuration of the pyramids is said to align with the stars of Orion's belt, which is basically what aliens would do. So when it comes to the stars, there is no argument that the pyramids are perfect. 
So even the big pharaohs, where their tombs are, there's a channel through the pyramid, like literally five by five centimetre portal from the tomb all the way up. And that perfectly aligns with Orion's bell. Which is basically a stargate. Which means that things can sort of like go through that weird liquid that was first invented by James Cameron in the abyss <laughs> and then move through into sort of some sort of wormhole into a vortex that takes you to an alien planet. That's just science, James. That's just Not science. Not necessarily mate. an alien planet, but a, a different dimension <laughs> a of different beings. Okay, all right, okay. I'll, I'll go with the different dimension of beings. I That's mean, starting it, to sound quite Star could, Trek to it me. It could also be that Orion's belt are three unrelated stars billions of years away from each other. But people, humans, liked that configuration and built it things on pretty. the ground that looks pretty from the ground. It doesn't require to line that up. Going into space, seeing anything from space, having any kind of maths, it sort of relies on going, pretty. Maybe religiously significant in some way. Such a Debbie Let's Downer do today, it. James. He is a Debbie Such Downer. Such a Debbie Downer, okay. So this is me in a good mood. Because, Unbelievable. But, but these stars are used, like people use them for like direction. Like people follow these stars to find their ways out of deserts, out of, you know, so that must be some form of significance. Yeah, I think so too. Maybe. I tend to find if, you know, the danger of doing this in like modern life is you think you're following a star and it turns out to be, you know, the Heathrow 747 <laughs> to Kenyatta or something. So, James, so, uh, there's this term that I keep hearing getting thrown around, which is called pseudo-archaeology. Yeah. What does that mean? So, I mean, the clue's in the name. It's, it looks like archaeology, but it isn't. But generally, premised at the centre of it is that people of that time didn't have the know-how or didn't have the technology or didn't have the experience to do things that they did. It's basically waffle. going, you know, waffle, waffle. these <laughs> these historical brown people were pretty thick, and so they couldn't have done this thing that I think's cool. Waffle, 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 Do you know what waffle. though? It actually did actually depress me when I started reading about this because I was like, oh my god! So basically, if you think the pyramids were built by aliens, you're just basically a massive racist because what you're basically saying is brown people couldn't have done that. And I guess I guess genuinely hadn't even thought about it like that. But just like most conspiracy theories that we've it ever done, it either comes racist. down to the Jews or racism. I mean, <laughs> that is basically the end of every single story. We could make that the exciting closing question. Is this one Jews or racism? Yeah. <laughs> so we, that was we, the first thing that came into my head. As soon as I saw the conspiracies of aliens, I was like, so as soon as a black person achieves something, it can't be a black person. It's it got to be an alien. It's got to be an alien. <laughs> it's got to be an alien. Those black people didn't know how to use pulley systems. I mean, it's also... What what I find sort of fun about pseudo-archaeology is there's quite a lot of real archaeology around different pyramid sites. And, you know, the stone from the magical, lovely aliens matches the stone from local quarries. It is clearly the stone taken from local quarries. You can still actually trace some of how the stuff was shipped. There are like rock records of how the stuff's moved. You can also literally see the sort of towns that were built, temporary towns that were built next to them for the thousands of often, we believe, slave workers who built these things. So you've got all the evidence of the human construction, but the aliens who came who, you know... Interstellar travel looks pretty impossible. You know, the universe is... To you, James. The universe is You lack imagination. Very big, very cold, very dark and very dead. The stars are fading. A bit like your soul. (laughs) (laughs) And, And so these aliens, 
sort of managed to make it all the way over here. You know, did they leave us an iPhone or a flat screen TV or a bit of internet access? Little, you know, nice little jet propulsion system, fusion. No, they build some very beautiful tombs for human rulers that are sort of maybe slightly better than the average building standard of the time or like the high quality building standard of the time and go, right, that's it. Let's clean up all trace of our presence and go away again. See, I believe that back then there was probably more technology than there is now. We just don't know it. Yeah. Like I truly, truly believe we were more intelligent then. Like, like Wi-Fi that actually worked Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I do believe that they were more intelligent then. Even if alien, I don't want to say alien, like extraterrestrial beings or different forms. Energetic beings. Energe I love that. Different energetic beings. They didn't physically build it, but I do believe because the people then in that area were so intelligent and such amazing people mm. that they were able to communicate with them. So people ask themselves, well, if they communicated with them, why can't they communicate with us now? Why the fuck would anyone want to communicate <laughs> with any... Like, the members of parliament right now, Boris Johnson, say he wanted to build like an... Why no, are we bringing we that in name into this podcast? How dare, like, we've got to take that name out. How dare you bring that Neanderthal, strange buffoon of a man into such a <laughs> high-end intellectual... Jolian. I reckon Boris Johnson thinks aliens built the pyramid. I reckon he does too, but that's the one thing we probably He's probably jealous of it. He's like, why have they built it there? Why have they come here and built something over here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. It's because they don't want to communicate with you. Even nowadays, you know, like all these um, people who do like fortune telling and like, which is insane. They literally tell you exactly what happened. They say it's the same kind of concept that these beings, these energetic beings have more information and have more whatever knowledge or whatever than we have, mm. they come and actually communicate with humans. Maybe it's on a different level, but it's the same kind of concept that people can do or know things that we don't know. How do they know? And it's through information out of these energetic I mean, beings that I we mean, can't see. I mean, the thing see. is, you know, if I have a fortune teller who looks like they're having the best fucking time of it, you know, <laughs> they've played the stock market or they've made millions or, you know, how come they only ever get slightly vague information about, oh, an elderly relative whose name began with B, who loves you very much. You know, it's never actually those keys you lost last week through the bottom left drawer. Uh, you know, it's not even the basic. How come these spirits will only give these, like, intangible, useless hints? Well, they don't just give information. So um, in Sudan, it's like um, we have this thing. It's really, it's like completely against our religion. But these, they're like witch doctors and they communicate with these Beings. They're kind of like Sufis, aren't they? Like mystics. Yeah, they're like, they're basically like mystics, but they don't just tell the future. Like, for example, if you lost a watch, I don't know, lost something, they'll tell you, they'll communicate with these beings. We know where your watch is. We know where your watch is. <laughs> or if they want something to happen, they do all this like, like voodoo shit where they communicate with people and they make things happen. But they can't tell you how it will happen, but they will tell you these beings will make this happen but you just don't know it i mean that's that's great though like that is the the perfect i'm sure lots of people who do this believe this but also uh yes if you if you're patient if you wait long enough in an indefinite period of time and in an unspecified way it will happen and then you'll know to thank you know me and thank the spirits brilliant trick but you know the, the reason these sort of beliefs hang around like you know either they're correct this is of course a possibility but let's say they're not 
like boring people do. <laughs> let's go with that. Um, let's say they're not. It's because they're not falsifiable. There is nothing you could do to say that there isn't an invisible, intangible parrot on Jolyon's shoulder right now. Could be there right now. We would have Audio no way of, of proving there it. Is a, or there not. is a parakeet on my, on my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing we could do could like demonstrate there wasn't. And that's the same with once you go vague enough, sort of spirits or aliens or this sort of, you know, things interfering with the mortal plane, either from beyond death or other dimensions, you know, you can show people that on a physical level in the material universe, if you take, you know, mushrooms or LSD or ketamine, it's your neuron activity firing that makes it all happen. You can still very easily and tangibly believe it's connecting you to something outside reality. And like all the best conspiracies are unfalsifiable. Even the ones that are like way more concrete than this are unfalsifiable. People can always come up with a reason to keep the belief. Mm. You know, it's why the coordinate thing is never going to be a satisfying answer to you. It's because it's an awesome answer. That's why. There will always be an explanation. And there'll always be a reason to reject it. Do you think this is partly... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, because you're talking about... You've heard of the drug DMT. Yeah. Like, don't you... That is not a coincidence. That that's the chemical that's released when you die. And mm. when people take it, the the images and the things that they see or whatever, it coincides with even from ancient times what they say about... It's like, it's mind... So you're telling Well, yeah, me, it's the chemical that's released when you die. It's not a surprise it has an effect similar to what people see when they die. Well, I don't know about that because, I mean, speaking uh, as someone who, you know, uh, has some sort of it's quite knowledge close to death. of... Yeah, and is quite close to death of these things. <laughs> fractals, <laughs> like the fractal shapes that one sees or, you know, the reality of, for instance, the colour spectrum changing in the same way that we can't perceive a dog whistle, right? We can't perceive the entire light spectrum. But let me ask you a question, James, because there is an interesting book which... And I want to be clear about this. It's not like I, I believe necessarily all the conclusions of this book, but I thought it was an interesting book, which was completely trashed when peer-reviewed um, by a guy called Rupert Sheldrake, which is called The Science Delusion. And he says a very fascinating thing within that, which is that we live within a rationalist, materialist science. That is our paradigm that we currently live within. And he brings numerous examples. Oh, to say I that. wish that was the paradigm that we live well, within. Uh, well, I know, absolutely. I mean, in the public sphere, not so much, but in terms of just hardcore science. And the, the first thing he says, is this and it's very simple have you ever felt someone looking you've <laughs> never ever felt someone's gaze on you don't lie jamesy we both know that's not true <laughs> or have you yeah of course i have and i think most people would say they have felt uh someone's gaze from afar and he does this amazing you know quantitative research where he even spoke to snipers who said that with alarming regularity even from like five six miles away with one of those kind of you know super focal lenses when taking out an enemy combatant people would turn and almost look directly at you because we can feel the, the, you know, actually the, the energy of someone. There is absolutely nothing in rationalist, materialist science that says that that is possible. And there most is people, loads in rationalist, materialist science that explains that. Well, happening. no, but, well, you're going to go back to the entire sort of, you know, basis of like, you know, human kind of fight or flight, being able to sense predators in a distance. And, but, and also we have confirmation bias. So you remember all the time someone looked in your vague direction. Mm -hmm. Your memory rewrites the story every time you go to it. So, 
you know, in reality, they looked sort of off probably at something two miles in another direction and they were looking like that. It turns into in your memory dead in the eye. You're I'm more sorry, but anyone who has pulled on you. a dance floor knows that you have the little moment where someone catches your eye, <laughs> you can feel them looking at you, you can feel them looking at you. That is, there are no actual explanations for that. So what Rupert Sheldrake presents, right, which I'm not saying this is true, that there is a, there is more, <laughs> it's a supernatural experience. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, he, ladies, he is available. I, or not, I, I really I, I, don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm available and I'm totally into this theory. So what he proposes is the idea that we have something called a morphic resonance, which is the idea that we can look at someone and somehow throw our energy field towards that. Now, I'm not saying I believe it. I actually don't. I just find it absolutely fascinating. But isn't this partly our problem, that we in the West, we are conditioned into a rationalist, materialist mindset. We are we are dominated by rationality, which is fine. And there are, you know, very, very good reasons why that's very, very important. But just slightly playing devil's advocate here, do you think that there is possibility that within that conditioning, we lose some of this sort of more, let's just call it, for instance, an extrasensory sense? What, what do you think? No, I think so. Because the thing is, like, like you said, there's frequencies and there are unlimited amount of frequencies. There's infinite amount of frequencies. So what we see, what we hear... Okay, that's two forms of frequency. Mm. So what is there to say that in this infinite frequencies, like you said, you're talking about the dog whistle. We can't hear it, but dogs can. So they say that sometimes when animals react to things without explanation, it's because animals hear or see at different frequencies to you. So how do you know right now there isn't beings in this room with us right now that can see us but we can't see them because they can see our frequency but we can't see or hear theirs? Yeah, James, how do you know? We don't. Um, I should say, like, the view of science or rationalism being that we know the answers is, like, total mischaracterization, but one that lots of people who push it have. Like, the current sort of atheist scientific explanation of the dawn of creation is in the beginning there was nothing which exploded uh you know we don't understand the glue that holds the universe together we don't understand what dark energy or dark matter are we know really the square root of fuck all about quantum entanglement because mm. that shit's creepy like that shit really, really messes is. with your mind like any sufficiently advanced physics starts to seem like something someone on a mushroom trip is coming out with. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. It gets really bloody weird. And isn't that quite mad? So because... I will, you know, I'm not saying we understand the world and how it works. I'm saying there's usually better, ex you know, that doesn't then lead you to, well, maybe aliens built the pyramids when all the better signs point you to, yeah, I mean, I think that is, I think I agree with that. But I mean, what I find really fascinating about this whole thing is that science as orthodoxy versus science as method of inquiry. And one of the other things that blew my mind when I read this book was about Big G. And then when people started actually going and sort of basically just testing the, you know, is gravity consistent around the entire world? They found discrepancies. So they actually gave it in. I can't remember the name of the authority. And they were like, we're just going to average it out. Because people don't actually want these complications because it messes so much with the fundamentals of what we know. Bloody hell. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. 
Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. So listen, Ola, I wanted to get a sense of how much of a conspiracy theorist you are. So we're going to play a quick fire conspiracy round and you tell us whether you think each of these so-called conspiracies are conspiracies or not. Do you want a very quick spoiler on this? Go on. I believe one of these five. Ooh. And I'm not going to say which. I'll, I'll, I'll try and guess which one you think is the real one. Will you tell us if it, Will you tell us if she gets it right? I'll say if you get it right. I won't say if you get it wrong. Oh, do okay. we both get a guess? No. Oh, oh come on. Guess party oh, guess, yeah, yeah, guess wrong. Okay, so the moon landing. Oh, fake. Fa- what? You think oh, it was fake. You don't think it was real? Oh god, no. Are you serious? 100%. You're not one of those people who thinks that Kubrick did it, are you? The moon landing. Ladies and gentlemen, did not happen. What? Are have you a for great real? episode for you last season. Are you actually serious? One hundred percent. Do you know serious. what? I can't believe you don't think that's real. Why don't what? You what's think your... it's real? Yeah. You think they went to the moon? Absolutely. You think Neil Armstrong went for a jog on the moon? I think Neil Armstrong's an absolute bad man, and he definitely went for a jog on the moon. I think he's a bad man actor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the royal family of lizards. Yes. No. Yes. Do you actually seriously believe that? Yes. Because what? You read that David Icke book when you were 24. No. I mean, to were be you fair, really blazed. They, the they have so much in common with reptilians that I think <laughs> that if a lizard walked into Buckingham Palace, he'd go, no place like home. I mean, Prince Andrew doesn't swear. Lizards don't swear. Do you, um, do you know what? That is probably the best argument I've heard so far. I hadn't even thought about that, of course. And I know a lizard that bastard. really likes Pizza Express as well. So. <laughs> Paul McCartney was replaced with an actor. No, I don't believe that. You don't believe that, but you do believe in the lizards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, chemtrails and mind control drugs. I don't know who that is. Chemtrails. Chemtrails? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a hot new grime band. <laughs> oh my God, yeah, then actually, I can believe that. <laughs> do you know what? That actually sounds like a wicked name for a band. Chemtrails. <laughs> um, okay, uh, what about we all live in a computer simulation? Oh, if someone watched The Matrix and typed that up. Do you know nah. what I mean? <laughs> One of the things that is very disconcerting about the idea that the Nubian pyramids were built other than by the, um, am I saying this right? The Kushite kingdoms? Yep. Right? Is this point that, you know, ultimately it's a sort of colonial mindset. It couldn't possibly have been achieved. You never see anyone going, oh, well, you know, the Greeks, you know, that was all aliens. They could never have built those pillars. Why do we think this is? Are people going to think I'm pulling the race card? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sort of setting it up for you. This is an alley-oop here. Yeah. All right? No, I don't. So, I, I, I feel, I feel like Scotty we were Pippen. trying to get that one in from the very exactly. first get-go, where I'm heavily I'm Scotty Pippen, you're Michael races. Jordan. Just, just dunk it. No, 100%. So I think a lot of um, my listeners know that my husband is... He's a rapper. He's a Nubian rapper. And um, he comes from a lineage where they still, until today, speak the indigenous Nubian language. And they come from a place called Ergin, which is in the north of Sudan, which is where the kingdom of Kush predominantly was. So whatever language they spoke then, he speaks now. And he's actually um, reteaching the language. So um, through like children's books and stuff like that. 
And the reason being is because history is changing so much and there's not enough people in the world speaking the language. I think there's only a couple of million in the whole world that still speak mm. the language. So people are trying to change the narrative. And um, you must have heard that these Nubian um, pyramids, obviously white people have come in and smashed a lot of them, a lot of the artefacts have been taken mm. um, out of the country. This was Giuseppe Ferrini in the, in the 1830s, who the was an Italian, that uh, did it. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> Italian sort of treasure hunter who who destroyed in the 1830s four of the, the yeah. Great Pyramids. Yeah, and took a lot of the artefacts. So they're trying to change the narrative. The same people who are now trying to say that the ancient pharaohs were white people with green eyes. Mm. So... Um, I think everything's been twisted to fit their narrative. I think it hurts their feelings that something so beautiful and so amazing wasn't built by them. And, um, yeah. Do they have sort of the, the pyramids themselves? Like, Do they have still much sort of cultural or societal significance? So, you know, is it a pride thing or is there still sort of more to it. So we are really proud of it and like um but unfortunately because our government is shit um the current uh, government have actually sold ancient lands what? to other countries. So what? this is a yeah this is it's so bad. They've sold some of the pyramids and the lands to Kuwait. You're and no I'm not even joking. I mean, how do, there was how a do you massive move a pyramid? <laughs> <laughs> no so if it was possible, they would have fucking done it. <laughs> Trust me. So what they've done, they've literally just taken parts of the land and they have sold it to some really rich Middle Eastern countries. And the straw to the camel's back, is that the word? Was when a really rich Arab man bought part of the plot and made his daughter the queen of the land uh, or the princess of the land. And did they get the aliens permission to do that? Fucking hell, if I was an alien, I would have punched her right in the throat <laughs> by her seat. Do you feel like any alien conspiracies are plausible? Find out in future episodes. Oh, here we go. <laughs> it's a little bit I mean, because I genuinely do. Like, I think it is extraordinary that human beings have almost the arrogance to believe that the circumstances within which we were created in a ultimately ever-expanding infinite universe could not be actually you know, possible to, to look at. And then obviously in recent times, the NSA started releasing information about unidentified aerial vehicles. I mean, have you seen all that online? I don't know. Like, I've seen it. I don't know if I believe that non-human beings fly around in spaceships. What? I don't They're like the best bit of all of it. He's so disappointed. I am really... I thought you were with me on this. I'm, I'm, I'm with you that I believe they exist, but I don't think Ford is that advanced start building UFOs. They've got some yet. badass, badass footage that has been released from the American military put out into the public domain, sort of drip-fed in a little bit of absolutely wild, often, I will say, pyramid-shaped, triangle-shaped craft moving at extraordinary speeds. And this is, this is stuff that is out there in the public sphere. And I wonder what was happening in the time that they released that to mask what was happening that they wanted to cover up yeah, at the yeah. time. Yeah. So, well, well, it's not like it successfully covered anything up. It's like everyone like put it on the bottom of page one because the thing is, the one thing you could do to really ruin a conspiracy is to go, hey, here's the footage we have of UFOs. Like, 
that, hang on, you're not. That's, di- that's a bit like you know, if you're trying to, you're a teenager, you're trying to like be rebellious. You get into a band, and your mom sort of knows if she wants her to stop <laughs> listening. All she's got to do is uh, ask you to put it on because she loves it. <laughs> the military's doing that; they're just ruining UFOs. Right, I am going to tell you now. Right, if you want to know more about this absolute madness, there is a guy I follow on Instagram. And look, I am not saying this guy knows what he's talking about, but it's good lols, especially if it's like, you know, 3 a.m. after the pub, you've run out of things to talk about. His name is Jeremy Coble, and he's the one who is actually releasing this because, can I just say, this is is a fairly serious thing because there are now House panels being held in Congress for the first time on UFOs, right? So they are actually spending time. Are we taking what the US House of Congress discusses (laughs) as a mark of what what is serious or relevant in society? It is working to back up my argument. So yes, I am. So (laughs) So, so when they were discussing, say, banning all Muslims from the country as a clear and necessary need, that was that was that, was it, Joel? I I take the fifth here. I'm not I'm not getting drawn in. (laughs) I'm not getting drawn into this un- unbelievably trollable soundbite that you've just brought up. I mean, listen, some of my best friends are Muslim. Unbelievable. Um, I've got Muslim friends. I've got Muslim friends. Just, just bringing us back to sort of the architecture side of this. Do we think there's any, firstly, like any ancient like Western monuments that were sort of alien influenced? And also, if we think like, you know, these spirits are working subtly... Do you think there's anything recent that they built? You know, do, do we reckon there's some secret extra purpose to the Statue of Liberty? Or well, to the Shard. Eiffel- the Shard. Shard. The Shard. The Shard's pretty much up there, isn't it? I mean, but, um, come on, the obvious one's Stonehenge, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's the classic. And the Aztec pyramids yeah. in uh, Mexico. Yeah, all the Mayan stuff. Yes, I definitely think there is a connection between all of them. Do you know I what? I truly like, believe that. Not, not, okay, actually putting on my rationalist brain here, rather than just having lols, because I don't actually think that the aliens help build the pyramids. I think it's just human ingenuity. I was reading a really interesting book recently about how... I mean, human ingenuity and for quite a few of them, monumental cruelty. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. That's that's right. Right. I mean, that's <laughs> a, heading. a fairly Ooh. sensational death toll around yeah. building these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I mean, they were literally reservoirs for blood from the beheadings. The way that we in the West have translated the ancient sort of Greek word inspiration is sort of the inspiration lives in, inside of us. And I was becoming very interested in sort of creativity generally. You know, what is it? How does it exist? And actually the Greeks saw it much more like inspiration was a bit like a gin that it lived outside of you. That in some way, a bit like in a Philip Pullman book, you know, when they have demons that sort mm-hmm. of live outside mm-hmm. of them. And that we sort of needed to sort of corral it, you know, look after it and ask it to help us. And because I genuinely believe that I don't think we actually have ideas. Like the best ideas I've ever had, I feel like they've had me, you know, and there's that classic, you know, Paul McCartney, you know, waking up talking about how yesterday just dropped into his head, how he just woke up one morning, started playing the guitar, and he, he well, knew that's, the that's entire what he song. had to say because he'd been replaced by the actor by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think this is all quite similar. I think that there are lots of different ways set. Like, we don't understand the mind well enough to understand how inspiration and creativity takes place. And to have the vision to create these giant monuments is truly, you know, I mean, it's profound. And the first time I ever went to Barcelona and went to, you know, the the, the Sagrada Familia, you know, Gaudi's sort of uh, church, which he's still building. 
it is quite extraordinary when you think that that entire sort of edifice building came from one man's imagination. So whether it's actually, you know, a jinn or an extraterrestrial energy or simply just human channeling of that energy into ideas. I mean, is it all kind of different ways of saying the same thing? That's exactly it. So we... It's not like, you know, um, a djinn came and knocked on your door and was like, oh, all right, Joel, you want to build a pyramid? And he's like, yeah, mate, yeah, I do. Yeah, why not? It's, you can't literally, you're not having like a conversation with this being that you can't see. You think certain things. You can't understand why you're thinking that. Mm. It, this idea or creativity came to you. You think it's from yourself because you're an egotistic prick. But in actual fact, these these beings so what, make what, you think what we're like saying that. here, you know, Donald Trump, Mar-a-Lago, Trump Tower, all the work of, uh, you know. Now that was the work of Satan, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we've got to that part of the show where we usually decide if something is fact or a fugazi. It's a fake. It's not real. It's just conjecture and nonsense. So, did aliens build the pyramids? Yes or no? No. No. And sadly, it's a no from me. I also feel like I'm in a minority for going, maybe intangible aliens inspired them, though. (laughs) I'm going to also know that one, but I know when I'm in a minority of one. If people don't follow you already, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on pretty much everything on The Ola Labib. Well, listen, thank you so, so much for coming on the new Conspiracy Podcast. Thank you for having me. And guys, we want to hear from you at home. We want to know whether you think James is just stuck in the mud, who doesn't let any fun happen and has to bring up the facts and the empirical evidence. And you can get in contact with us at hello at newconspiracist.com. That's a hello for those of you who aren't as popular as Jolly. <laughs> Unbelievable class shaming there. But listen, we will be back next week where we'll be discussing another unbelievable conspiracy theory. So from me, my psychic James Ball, and the rest of the new conspiracist team, see you next week. I know, I get it, once a week just isn't enough for you. So you can join us in Tier 4 Platinum Circle. Subscribers to Tier 4 Platinum Circle will get an extra episode every week. We'll be discussing new developments in the world of conspiracies, extended tangents, and subscribers get the exclusive opportunity to get in touch with James and I and tell us what we've got wrong. Plus, subscribers get all episodes of the show completely ad-free. Visit thenewconspiracist.com or go to the Apple Podcast page and hit Try Free. At the top of the page, you can start a free trial. You've been listening to The New Conspiracist with James Ball and me, Julian Rubinstein. Our producer was Hayley Clark. Our engineers, Jay Beal, Josh Gibbs, Gully Lawrence Tickell and Teddy Riley. Production coordinator was Lily Hambly. Our marketing coordinator, Emily Webb. And our executive producer, Alex Lawless. With additional production from Chris Skinner.